Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, The Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Listen, uh, Hugh Freeze is doing some work uh, still in recruiting. So they brought in another uh, four-star on defense and uh, they missed on K.J. Bolden. I don't think it's devastating. I think there was a lot of excitement around all the recruits rolling in and everybody was like, yeah, let's get all the five stars. We want them all. Right. So K.J. went to FSU. Um Listen, guys, I mean, it's important for these young men to understand that when they make mistakes like this, it's not the end of the world. Right. Once he figures out this is a mistake a year from now. <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, what is he talking about? Oh, it'll, it'll be, it'll be, I saw it. I, I continue to explain there. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, so uh, Hugh Freeze has done a great job in the portal. I expect a lot of these kids are going to go to the schools and find out that it's not what they thought it was. I think Auburn will probably have a couple of those as well, too. Where they're just right, like, yeah. yeah. Auburn yeah. will have some guys that come in and they thought that they were going to get in and compete for spots, and then it just doesn't happen for them. Yeah, it happened, right? So, uh, you know, in, in the intro, I talked about, you know, joining the war poor and sipping from the chalice of greatness, the, uh, the chalice of greatness, which is Auburn football. This is what Hugh Freeze is selling. He's selling that I've got opportunity here. I've got a system. I've got a plan for you. And if you join Auburn football, you have a chance uh, to benefit from that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, going into fall camp. But um, I know we got some things to talk about here. Uh, recruiting, I just wanted to touch on it shortly. It's it's still going well. Missing on KJ Bolden is not an indictment on this staff right. in any in any stretch. Um, and then, too, you just never know how serious any of these kids were. You know, it could have been FSU a long time ago. Remember, we we knew Perry Thompson was committing to Auburn well over a month ago. So he could have made up his mind a long time ago, and all the drama around this was just a bunch of hoopla. Who knows? Man, these kids are – social media is a big attention grab these days. So we just never know. Yeah, you definitely don't know for sure what the final outcome is going to be. And uh, to Mike G, as Mike G says, uh, they're a solid commitment unless they commit somewhere besides Auburn. If they commit to Auburn and it's solid, then they're yeah, not going to flip. Yeah, yeah. That's nah, how it works. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, we talked a little bit, B-Will, yesterday about the commitment of one Jalewis Solomon, who did land with Auburn uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Jalewis Solomon is 6'1", 190 pounds out of Shelley County in Ellaville, Georgia. Am I getting all that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a four-star recruit, and by all accounts, the kid is playing behind his pads in a very real way. He's out there knocking heads on the football field. Uh, you didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday on our stream, uh, Mike G. I'm going to go to you here in just a second, but be will after you've marinated over the uh, afternoon, evening, nighttime, you woke up refreshed. What are your thoughts on the commitment of one Jalewis Solomon? It, it dampens the blow of not getting Bolden because For I sure. think people have started to believe that we could get Bolden. And like Mike said, this this could have been already in the crockpot. Bolton to FSU could have been a done deal a while ago, and we just made it interesting. But getting a guy, number one, the saltiness from any fan base that's not that's not ours sustains. South Carolina fans I were losing their ever loving shit yesterday. Oh wait, what? They oh, were going oh. nuts when Lewis. Yes, man, it, it oh, was so no. delicious. It was, they lost. Oh. oh my god, they were going nuts yesterday oh, when Jaleel was committed. Because you, they, you I, mean Coach Soldier Boy lost the recruit, and they were <laughs> they went. Uh, oh. oh my god, it was oh. so. T- I was like, y'all cannot be down like this. Stop. It's okay. They woke up that morning. I that there was somebody who was like it, a happy Jalewis Solomon day to everybody who celebrates that tweet. Yeah. Kind of got it was uh, retweeted into account. oblivion. It was, oh, it was it was fantastic. It was there was a kid who does graphics who was all mad because <laughs> somebody asked him to do uh, <laughs> somebody asked him to do a commit graphic and then he ended up not using it because he didn't go to South Carolina. There was some Man. other account where dude did <laughs> I a whole video. Minutes on his graphic. <laughs> Yo, they were no going for real. Like he, he was, he was the reasons they were trying to be upset. Mm-hmm. I I worked hard on this graphic. <laughs> <laughs> It said like Jalou Lewis Solomon asked him to do it as a favor. Hey, can you do this for me? Because you know I'm coming to South Carolina. He said, cool. And then no, Jalou Lewis Solomon no, himself said, no, no. Listen, they were melting down. Of course, the, the common response apparently, whenever somebody <laughs> loses a recruit to us, is going to be, well, you know, Hugh Dirty's Hugh Freeze is so dirty. He's a, he's a, he's a criminal, Hugh Freeze. <laughs> These standard issue generic responses I love them I love them because you've got nothing but pain it reminds me so much of the comeback win and then well it's not gonna count it's not gonna count because they're gonna disqualify him and you'll be vacating these it's it's wonderful I Fans forgot about that. Stupid no, it was a stuff. Great, great, great Ugh. throwback there. Oh, they man, go so cra- they, they were going crazy. It was some dude who did a whole video about how Auburn is a, a program stuck in the mud and needing resuscitation. He can't believe he would go to such a terrible program as Auburn. And Hugh Freeze oh, is, he doesn't care what he, I don't care what Hugh Freeze did at Liberty. You can say he re- rehabilitated himself. Leopard doesn't change the spots. Like, <laughs> I I hate when we're talking football and people resort to moral attacks. I really do. I love it. I I hate the moral the the moral brigade, the whole the moral high horse crew is always somewhere way in the wings every time Hugh Freeze does something positive. Yes. 
Anytime Auburn does anything positive, it always becomes this Auburn. We we apparently the only way Auburn wins is if we cheat, but everybody else who wins does it above board. Yeah, Auburn's the cheaters that win, and everybody else is just these patron saints of morality out here doing everything the correct way. Y'all gotta give me a break. Yeah, listen, he spends all his time on recruiting, so it's not a shock that he's doing well at recruiting. (laughs) Right, right. Like, I mean, this man. Did y'all see the video that they released today? He looks tired, man. Well, I go back to the interview that we did with him. Yeah, and he was clearly tired. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, after we hit stop, he was like, all right, guys, I got to go talk to a recruit. <laughs> I mean, he spends all his time recruiting. Yeah. So he's good at it. I mean, I, I think that when you proclaim to be a, a person who can turn programs around quickly, you can't not be good at recruiting. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. the only way you're going to turn a program around <laughs> gotta get quickly. The talent. Yeah. That's it. I mean, come on, man. This... <laughs> Okay, whatever. South Carolina fan. And you know what's crazy is I like Shane Beamer. Yeah. And South Carolina fans are generally pleasant. But losing your minds over this one recruit and questioning his whole existence. because they just knew he was Mm. coming. Yeah. In their heart of hearts, there was no way you could convince them they were going to wake up Saturday morning. Jalua Solomon was going to be committing that evening. They probably had you know, Golden's cast irons ready with <laughs> grills of tiger meat on them. They were going to go out there and they were going to celebrate. And it's barbecue chicken, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. man. That was delicious. That, that was better, honestly. Because, I mean, I, again, I think we said this yesterday. I didn't know we were in the running for Lewis Solomon. I knew he was coming up and there was like whispers. Oh, we're, we're trying to get him last minute. Okay, cool. You know, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. And we got him. I was like, wow. Okay, so that's a, a good development. Saw his tape. I was like, oh, no, th- so this is a baller. Saw all the, the whining and the crying. It made my day. It Delicious. made my day. I knew Delicious. we were like 50-50, 40-60 for Bolden, right? Like, we could, we couldn't, whatever. But no, all that boo-hooing from South Carolina fans, mm. it made it a wonderful Saturday. It was, it was a great it's, day. It's, it's too bad. Uh, I still like y'all. Uh, they're, again, their fan base is generally pleasant. I just think that this... Is a little overboard on this one. It broke guy. them. It, it broke them a little bit. I'm well, sorry. I mean, I get it. You're recruiting against Georgia. You're recruiting against Clemson in the same state. You're recruiting right. against all these top flight schools within like five to six hundred miles of you. And you got a guy who you think is a lock, and you lose him. It hurts. Yeah. Listen, listen, man. When Ruben we've, we've Foster had, we, and his Auburn tattoo <laughs> yeah. committed to to Alabama, it hurt. Yeah. I get it. But I, I no way said Alabama cheated to get him. Right. I mean, they he was an Auburn Alabama guy. Alabama always does. Yeah, they, they got recruits. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. I get it. You know, now Hugh Freeze is coming in, and the guy who we know is good at recruiting, because he did it at Ole Miss. I want right. to say he brought one of them classes was top five at Ole Miss. Was, weren't they, was he not? Around that area, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, had a top, yeah, yeah. he had a top five class at Ole Miss. At Ole Miss. Guys, Ole Miss smells like corn chips and bad cabbage. And he recruited guys to come there. He's, a, he's on the planes now, man. Come on. He's, gonna rec- he's got a $90 million performance center. Right. If you haven't been through it, this thing is beautiful. It's a work of art. 
You know, when they say Auburn recruits itself, I think they leaned on that a little bit too much. And so they got back in the mix and they were like, we need to upgrade the facilities. You know, we need to do something. We need to have top flight things for athletes to come in because Alabama, after Saban won a couple championships, they started investing crazy into their program. They were going all in. And when you go there, it's, I won't lie, guys, it's an impressive experience. Yeah. I got a chance to tour their facilities. It, It was nuts. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Compared to what Auburn had, it was a surprise they were getting any recruits. <laughs> yeah. So they said, okay, let's drop 90 mil on this thing. And let's have something to compete with, with everybody else. Now, listen, I'm not sure I know what South Carolina is working with. All I'm saying is, is that you are recruiting against, like, I mean, think about how many coaches in the SEC right now are making $6 million or more a year. You're going up against some great recruiters, man. They got hired. They're they're not making that money just because. So you should expect this. I expected, I expect Auburn to have somebody who they think is a lock flip at the last minute. It's going to happen, man. These are kids. Come on. We didn't even think Cam Coleman was a lock, but that still hurt. It hurt. It hurts right up the road, Phoenix City. Yeah. 10 miles from me. (laughs) You know, it's it's crazy. Saw him at the gas station. He was like, yep, Texas A&M feels like home. I was like, <laughs> over actual home? <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like it. It's, it's similar. It's, it's, you know, be a Beyond Burger. I thought home felt like home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <You're there>. oh. <laughs> he went out there, so it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, it is what it is. Uh, Mike G, more on the Jalewis Solomon tip. Have you had a chance to look into this kid at all since he recruited, uh, excuse me, since he committed yesterday? And any thoughts on, on that? situation in regard to even the the the, the job that coach crime and uh, Etheridge have put into this DB class looking absolutely ridiculous right now yeah look at the end of the day this is an athlete right uh junior year Kai six passes for 1200 yards and 10 TDs right he's an athlete um you know he's credited with 29 tackles he had three interceptions um they're gonna find a place for this kid to play I get why they're upset about him yeah he's, he's a baller yeah. yeah he is definitely a baller so, uh, uh, you know, football players play football. And when you get a chance to touch the field, I mean, this kid has played on both sides of the ball. They want him as a DB, right? And it is amazing that they're able to pull this kind of talent in um, because here's what's going to happen, right? There's going to be some kid, guys, who everybody is going to be talking about, and Jalewis Solomon is going to be slept on. And, you know, getting kids like this in who have these impressive numbers. How many times have we looked at uh, a kid's high school tape and been like, he's a dude? Yeah. Auburn has just not had a ton of them. So when they miss, it hurts. And now Hugh Freeze is stacking this class with a bunch of Jalua Solomons. I really like his tape. Um, Now, what I expect is, I expect it to be a strong competition moving forward, but this 2024 class is going to be the base Mm-hmm. Of what Auburn football is for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Say it again for the people in the comments. The 2024 class is going to be the base for what Auburn football is the next three to four years. So you got to get it right in this class because if you don't, what's happening is you set yourself back about a year and a half. You know, you get these kids in, you start developing developing them, and then they they for every kid that you can get some sort of game time experience this year it's a win for you 
It is an absolute and other win for you. Jalua Solomon is a baller, man. I'm telling you. And if they're good, as good at developing as we hope they are, uh, he's going to be just one of these. He's just going to be the next in a long line. That's what we hope. Next in a long line. So yeah, I, I don't think that. I think they, they nailed it with this one. And there's yeah. a reason why the South Carolina tears were flowing. Yeah. Like the Nile. It's, it's the only one thing so, worse than, I think, missing out on a top-tier prospect like we did with K.J. Bolden, and that is being sure that you had him. Crystal Ball was 100% to South Carolina at one point. Well, like within the last six weeks mm-hmm. or so. They knew they had him. Like they were, they were counting those chickens a long time ago. Yeah, right. That, that, that made it sting worse, I'm sure. But that's also what gave us the excellent reaction. Cause like keep that coming. Just keep that coming. That's that's yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty uh it's a pretty hilarious thing to watch the 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 absolute uh crumbling of a fan base over this whole situation. And I, I implore again, if you guys didn't hear me yesterday, Auburn fans to not follow suit in regard to any recruit that we miss out on. KJ Bolden, you know, best of luck to him and his future. You know, it's definitely not over in that recruitment. I think that they're going to continue to recruit that young man all the way up until signing day, until that letter of intent is faxed in. Are they still faxing in letters of intent? Like, what is the deal with that? I don't understand. They still say that it's getting faxed in, but is that a real thing? Like, is yeah. there actually a fax machine, machine somewhere? Oh, no, there, there is. I, the thing is, I wonder if they can allow people to, like, sign and then scan and yeah. email it. Like, I hope so, but they also do still have a fax machine in there, yes. I don't just let's please just email the stuff, man. Just come on. Come on, man. I don't want to see fax machines anymore. And, and they all smudgy. Like, I can't make out who signed it. It's, it's, it's 2023, yeah. man. Can we yeah. just stop pretending like fax machines are a thing that people need? E-fax. Uh, here in the chat, we got Cleveland Brown jumping in with a super chat. Appreciate the super chat, Cleveland. He says, "Hey, you went one for two yesterday. Still a great day for us. Welcome, Solomon. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Jalewis Solomon. Uh, Chris S. talking about Jalewis Solomon, saying that uh, Jalewis Solomon is a hard hitter with good size at the position. I like him on the outside. I, I am excited about the prospect of Jalewis Solomon getting into that defensive backfield and." Being a, uh, you know, again, I talked about a guy like Smoke Monday yesterday when I was mm-hmm. like, when I saw his high school tape, I was like, oh, yeah, he is definitely going to be a guy that people don't want to see on the field. He's going to be a predator back there roaming, just waiting for people to attempt to catch a pass and destroying them. Yeah. And Jalewis Solomon seems to be of that mold of guy who's just like, yeah, all right, maybe, maybe you catch it, but are you going to hold on to it? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, SS Austin says that, and his brother is a five star in the twenty five class. So hey, we Solomon need that family nothing. connection. We need hey, that man. family connection. That works. It's, we just got things. Zeke Walker's little brother, right? Yeah. Isn't that who Jalewis Solomon is? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that a thing? I believe so. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I knew. Wait, that. I may be confusing it. Y'all, let me know because Zeke Walker's little brother. We just got. We just got. Uh, Marcus Harris's little brother, Malik yeah. Blockton. Blockton. But uh, I didn't. Walker's little brother. Yeah, that is. Somebody says, yeah. yes, that's correct. Yeah. So the familiar connection is there. It, it definitely helps out. I think there was I one. I didn't know that. One who we, um, Austin Osbury, his little brother was at linebacker. He went to Notre Dame. But, of course, that was the last staff in the last cycle. But um, 
yeah, this is going to help. This is going to help. You get them here. The families get familiar with you. So listen, you don't have to have 10 visits to AU, be official or unofficial. Just come watch your your brother play. You'll see the atmosphere. You'll see the home games. Phenomenal advantage where you can get these guys on the field ahead of, of you know, their their official recruitment with their family already here. Assume, especially if their family loves it. Your brother loves it here. He's playing. He's getting compensated with NIL. And he loves the staff. Win, win, win. Let's hope we can keep that going. Uh, Travis Latham asked, why can't Jalua Solomon gain a five-star rating by signing day? He could, potentially. So I don't know that that's going to happen. There's a lot. Of, I'll actually, I'll let you start on that, B-Will. Okay, so mark this because I found out that the way five stars work for, at the very least, rivals, and I think this is how it works with 2472, I'm not sure, is they grade out all these players after their sophomore years, and then they, they earmark them for, okay, juniors, right? Here are all the juniors. Here are their grades. Technical. It's down to, like, three decimal points. The top 30 players are five stars. Mm-hmm. If you are the 31st player, you're not a five-star, but it doesn't mean that you weren't an extremely good player. Right. So the ones that end up across all the services, it varies because they have evaluators that value different things. They have different notes or whatever. That's why you could be like, oh, he was an ESPN five-star, but he was a Rivals four-star, and he was a 247 four-star, and so on and so forth. So when you see a, I think On3 has it called an On3 Plus or a consensus five-star, that's because all the services said, no, this is a dude. This is one of the top 10, 15, and they usually agree upon those very, very high rankings for those players. Right. That's when you got, this is an unimpeachable five-star. So the problem, and it's not even a problem necessarily, when somebody's a four-star that's a high four-star, they're still, an, they could be an extremely good player. The situation we have with Riddick is he's in bordering that, that 31, 32, 33, or whatever, but all the services said, no, this dude's still extremely good. We get it. We we all think there might be 30 players better than him in the nation, but he's too good, so he's a composite five-star. Everybody agrees he's a stud. It's just that the way the numbers work out with the decimals, he's not in that top 30. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if Jalewis Solomon ends up being like, all right, this is a top 50 player, okay, but he's not top 30, well, there's very little chance unless some of these other players just Correct. tank. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's right. uh, One of the guys in front of him, it's not about how well he plays specifically. It, part of it is, but he's got to play so much better than guys in front of him or guys in front of him have to take a step back in order for him to get to the five-star. It's not just right. solely on how well he plays his senior season that will determine uh, Yeah, I want to, listen, uh, 247 has him a composite four-star, but a three-star and 230th nationally. Okay, the so difference between them and Rivals, Rivals has him 143rd nationally, right? And uh, all around four-star. So it was, I mean, the difference between these two ratings, we saw this with Dylan Brooks, right? Like, I mean, 247 had him like somewhere in the low or uh, high hundreds in terms of national ranking and ESPN had him like ranked 18th right, in the country. So, uh, this is where you have to trust evaluation by the coaches. Yep. And, right. and, and this is this is why I get somebody's so, wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I get so crazy yeah. about people getting so hyped up about where you land in the final recruiting uh, rankings because it's like 
yeah, you you got a bunch of guys. Did you evaluate those guys well? Because listen, I'm excited about the caliber of star players that we're getting in this class and how high this class seemed to be. I still need to see whether or not that evaluation pans out based Mm -hmm. upon number one, is that guy just a dynamic athlete? You can throw him in there. It doesn't really matter what system you're playing. This kid is a can't miss. Or did you evaluate properly for what your actual needs are? This is what I saw here. Chris S saying, that's why it makes sense to chase needs rather than stars. Do you need a guy that's built this way for this system? Yeah. Is it going to work with what you do? All right. right. So generally I agree with this, but there are some guys, if you're a top 30 guy, if you're top 30, those are your... Supposed to be. Supposed to be can't miss prospects. Correct. Th- those are the guys you take no matter what you need. Right. Because that guy's going to come in and he's going to either start that year or he's going to start within a year. Right. And those kids are rare. So uh, if it's if you're a top 30 prospect, I'm t- you know, and I would even extend it a little bit depending on the service to top 50. Like those top 50 kids in the country are supposed to be can't miss prospects. Right. So, you know, you chase them. If you got a chance to get a top 50 prospect, you add them to your class. Correct. You know, and on the back end, you keep chasing those same kids. That's what's going to set you apart as a program. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Yep. You still get the Jalua Solomons of the world and you go after stars as well, too, because the top 50 are kids that could potentially change the trajectory of your program. Right. Think about the stories that we heard. Trooper Taylor. And the other coach, I forgot, that went out, went out to see Cam Newton. They came back and told Chizik, if we don't get this guy, we effed up. Yeah. We have to get him. You know, I've heard, I heard the same kind of story about Tebow. They told Urban Meyer, they were like, if we don't get this kid, it'll set our program back four years. Yeah. They knew, well, this is a guy we got to go get. So sometimes you know who that guy is and you go get him. You know, I don't think Jalua Solomon is quite there. So, you know, again, you know, last comment about him gaining a star. I'm not sure he's close enough. He's in striking distance of that. But who knows? I mean, he'd have to play out of his mind for certain to make that kind of jump. But uh, uh, it is what it is, man. You have to trust the evaluations. Outside of the top 50, you need to trust the evaluation of your coaches. Right. Yeah. And that, 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 that's on what those assistant coaches value uh, for a little bit, even though, I mean, Trooper Taylor and company, they were right about what they saw with Cam. But also, they missed on prospects there. It was rah, rah, who's rated high, let's go get him, build momentum. But we had a lot of misses, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, which is a surprise to me because Gene Chizik was a defensive coach. But we were getting guys that were highly rated. They didn't produce. They didn't fit the system. They didn't stick around. And to Daniel Owen's point here, a three-star kids can set records on Sundays and five-star kids can never break the lineup in college. It happens all the time. You got to know what you're looking at when you're looking at these players. Know what you're looking at as far as culture and fit that you can maximize what they got. And that's one thing I actually trust about Jalua Solomon because who went to get him was Crime Dog. Crime Dog turned a 5'10 wide receiver who really just ended up being a kickoff specialist in Noah Igbenogany and turned him into a first-round draft pick at corner. Right. What do I need? You do what you do, crime dog. You got it. You say he's going to be a star. You got I, it. I, I disagree with this comment just a tiny bit. I think that five-star never break the lineup at Auburn often. 
But other places, their five stars are panning out. This is no. He's saying Michael- NFL though. He's talking about oh, okay. what they do in the oh, league, not okay. in college. Yeah. Well, he says no. On star stars never breaking the college. starting lineup on college, right? Like that oh, yeah, too. he did say in college. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and so it's kind of a point. Is like, you know, the frustration here at Auburn has been those supposed five stars: Owen Papo, Byron Coward, Bo Nix. These can't miss prospects that just don't. Did, didn't do what they were supposed to do here. K- K- Calvin Ashley. Oh, Calvin Ashley. Uh, Hold on, wait. No. Didn't he get cancer? Am I thinking well, no. about... I'm, Calvin Ashley. About, what? No, 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 the, no, 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 no. Calvin Ashley of, just didn't pan thinking out. Thinking about Bro Darius? Yeah. No, no. There, there was a five-star old lineman that we had that got... He got diagnosed with cancer like his junior year or something. God, no, it was not chat. Calvin Ashley. Okay, no. chat, chat, Calvin Ashley didn't make chat his help, junior year here. Chat, chat, help me out with this. You guys know who I'm talking about. I don't know why his name is, is escaping me right now, but sh- not Sean Coleman. Nah. Oh, yeah, it was Sean Coleman. Was it Sean Coleman? Yeah. Yeah. Broham did get diagnosed, too, but that was before he— Sean Coleman was the one that you're thinking about. Though. Yeah. Sean yeah. Coleman yeah, stayed here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't, I, I come to think of it, I don't know if he was a five-star. He was very highly rated. I think he Sean was Coleman was a five-star, though. Yeah. But yeah, okay. still. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was very, very highly rated. Um, yeah, but again, I stand by my point, right? Yeah. Like, most of the time, everybody else is hitting on their five-stars. And it is rare that a top 50 kid is a bust. You know, and even mm. if they don't, even if they don't uh, like like break the they I think most of the time they'll break the lineup. Cause if you're a five star and especially now with NIL, they're investing in you, you're gonna get a shot. Whether you pan out or not, yeah, is a different story. But but these kids are breaking the lineup. Like they're they're getting into the lineup. Uh it, it, here, it was here, man, that they have that problem. And I've tried. I, you know, I would love to do as a recruiting special. I'd love to go back and look at all the previous recruited, recruiting classes mm-hmm. for the last ten years and see how many top five kids busted. Oh, that's listen. There is a wealth of of perspectives we can gain from looking at the past recruiting classes, yeah, nationwide, yeah. I, I, Auburn, I, I, SEC. I would love to look at that. Yeah, top man. five kids for the last ten years that just they rated anywhere from one to ten depending on the recruiting service mm-hmm. that just didn't we never heard anything from yeah you know or didn't make it to the league I, I'd love to know how many of those kids actually made it to the league